two. Split the screen. Split screen. Split the screen. screen. You, you know the lyrics. <laughs> do do it. You. I've seen you do a whole video Split routine. Split the screen. Split the screen. Okay. Where's the rest of it? Welcome everybody to. Um, I keep wanting to call it Broforce, but isn't Broforce something else? Isn't that like a kind of? That's that is a game. Isn't that a Smash game? Something like that. Like a Smash ripoff. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Split the Screen, your very own personal LGBTQIA plus uh, gaming podcast. And uh, well, I'm Biggest Benners, aka Ben Ostwick, and I am joined by the one, the only. He is back after a week at the Baftas, sipping, or qu sorry, quaffing champagne. With the elite, uh, the one, the none only, Ed Nightingale. There was none of that, I assure you. There was no quaffing. No, there was no quaff. There was champagne around the building, but not near me. You didn't have any? No. Didn't let you uh, anywhere near it? No. It no. was sponsored by Tassinger, <laughs> but uh, I was not allowed any of that. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. No, not Tatanger. Tassinger. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, um, but yeah, welcome back. Yeah, it was it was nice having money here, but to be honest, she's a bit shit. Oh, she's in the chat. Hi, money. How are you doing, money? I hope you wow. are doing really well. Um, by the way, money's asking why I'm wearing a hat. It's because I've got um, like Mount Vesuvius has erupted on my forehead uh, from me running around and working so much. I I have a giant spot, and I'd rather wear this awful, awful hat that's some kind of. I don't know, somebody that obviously really hates me sent me, uh, so I'd rather wear this than um, than actually show it. So I'll be having this hat on. Shocking. Yeah. How how did Moni do last week? I would give her a, um, a Euro Benner recommended. Oh, yeah. okay. Not essential, but recommended. Yeah, not essential. <laughs> you're so mean <laughs> I just you know I just say it how it is no it was great fun and money's just yeah it was a perfect standing yeah she she was great um but how was your trip to the BAFTAs because there was a social media ban so you couldn't join us at all which was very very disappointing um I'm sorry you gotta tell us all about it tell us all about your trip to the BAFTAs who did you speak to who did you go home with what You've... was all the gossip I mean, I went home on my own. Who was um, snogging who? We want all the gossip. I really wish I could tell you. <laughs> but you've sworn to secrecy and you... No, I didn't see anything. Um, you've really picked this up. Like, I went to the BAFTAs, yes, but I was in a press room backstage. Um, so, you know, I didn't I didn't see very much. I unfortunately missed the red carpet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the way it works for, for journalists is... Essentially, we're in a little back room, which is where the photographers are and the, the backdrop with all the sponsors. Um, and so when the winners get their award and they come off stage, um, they come around and get their picture taken um, uh, with, the, with the backdrop. And then all the journos are there waiting to, to speak to them. Um, but yeah, there weren't too many of us there, uh, but it was nice. And so uh, you only really get to speak to the winners um and the uh, the presenters of the awards so it's a bit hit and miss as to who you actually get to speak to um because sometimes people win but if they're nominated for more than one award then they that they don't come through the press area because they need to go back to their seat 
And then if they don't win the next award, they won't come around again. So you don't get to speak to them. So it's a little bit hit and miss who you speak to. But who do you I get to speak, speak to? to some, yeah. I spoke to some interesting people. Um, I spoke to Rihanna Pratchett, <gasps> um, who is Terry Pratchett's daughter. She was presenting the first award for narrative. Well, she wasn't just there for being Terry Pratchett's daughter. Don't you take away her achievements like that? I was, I was getting to that. <laughs> Um, she also wrote the story for the first two games in the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so because last week um, they announced the next Tomb Raider game, um, I spoke to her about her thoughts and what she'd like uh, to see in the next game. And she said that she wanted to see less daddy issues. Did you correct um, her English? Oh, wow. <laughs> I would have. Fewer, fewer daddy issues. Issues is a countable noun. Sure. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. English teacher. Well, um, not at the moment. Well, not now. Well, exactly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and she wants that. She wants to see like a sassier Lara, um, you know, more akin to the Lara that we that we all know and love from the originals. Mm. Uh, so that was nice. And I spoke to Joseph Forrest. Can, can we just also say as well with the Rihanna Pratchett, that article about the fewer daddy issues, didn't that make that to like the front page of the game section of Reddit and... You had lots and lots of attention for that. I mean, I wouldn't say lots and lots of attention, but yes, it, it was on Reddit. Yes, mm. um, people were people were asking about it, and then she like was responding on Twitter, which was which was nice. Yeah, that was good. Um, and what, I spoke what, to. Oh, what was that one thing somebody said? Then she completely eviscerated them in the replies. Oh, it was like, oh, no one cares about this. Why did you ask? And she was like, well, someone cares because they asked me, <laughs> um, which was quite funny. Um, yeah, I spoke to Joseph Forrest, who created It Takes Two. Didn't he hit you? Didn't he physically he slapped, assault you? He, he slapped me on the arm um, because I asked him about a court case he's, <laughs> or a we, lawsuit. <laughs> he's, let's just say he's, all, he's now banned from the BAFTAs for 10 years. <laughs> he's not. Um no, I asked him about a lawsuit. There's a lawsuit between him and um, 2K because 2K are trying to uh, trademark It Takes Two um, for themselves, which is the name of his game. So there's a lawsuit and I asked him about it and he was like, hey, I'm just the creative guy. I asked the lawyers and then like slapped me on the arm in a very playful way. Um, and was like, hey, let's just have fun tonight. Um, what did you think of him? He was a lovely man. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really get much out of him, um, but fine. And I was annoyed because Tim Ch- Tim Schaefer came off at the same time because he was presenting the award. And I wanted to speak to him. Sorry, can he, were you about to call him Tim Schaefer? Schaefer. <laughs> He's totally good. I said, I said Schaefer. Tim Schaefer. Tim Schaefer. <laughs> um, how dare. So, yeah, so I didn't get to speak to him, unfortunately. Um, I spoke briefly to the unpacking team. Mm. Um, he told Ed to keep it takes two out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> out of his motherfucking mouth. <laughs> well, I, I also, my next question was then going to be, what do you think of the BAFTAs? Because he said, fuck the Oscars in the past. I was like, well, what do you think of BAFTAs then? But he he walked off after the slap. Yeah, after assaulting you. Yeah. Um, I spoke briefly to the unpacking team after they won their second award. Uh, they won Best Narrative, and then they won the EE Game of the Year, mm. which was voted by the public. So did they have um, two Game of the Years? Yeah, so, well, there's Game of the EE Game of the Year, which is voted by the public, and then there's Best Game, which is the kind of jury 
BAFTA jury voted one. Intelligent people. That's like that's the proper one, right? Really. Yeah. Um, which was wow. won by which was won by Returnal. Um, so I spoke to Unpacking Team briefly then. So congrats. But I actually spoke to them earlier in the day and did a full interview. Which you know what? I've got it up, so I'll link. He's going to read the whole it. fucking thing to us now. No, I'm not. I'm just going to link you to it. But I would you rather um, win an award that was voted on by a bunch of snooty-nosed, stuck-up journalists, video game journalists, or would or the actual public? I'll take the snooty one. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> like, it is my goal to get on that next year. If I could be at some point, like, if I could be one of the. The judges on the jury panel. That would be amazing. God, I can't imagine that. what would win. Man, you'd have probably voted for um you'd have probably vote for Returnal, wouldn't you? I mean I would have done, yeah. Yeah. Um Sounds like so, I don't need you. Indeed, indeed. So yeah, I uh, I spoke to the unpacking team during the day. They were absolutely lovely. Mm. Um I don't know if anyone saw them on the night, but they didn't even have a uh, a speech because they just didn't expect it, but they were the loveliest couple. Um, really, really lovely. So yeah, please go and read that. Um, we had a really nice chat um, about the game, some really nice insights. Um, most of it was done on spreadsheets, would you believe? Mm. Um, because they basically had spreadsheets for like each character and each level and sort of putting in what objects needed to be in which level, um, which meant that if they wanted to change the sound effects or something and as, as they were going that that spreadsheet would update and therefore be pulled into the game automatically so like so much of it would, was just organized and planned in spreadsheets like that was their level design was done through spreadsheets apparently my um, my new uh, job uh, description involves lots of spreadsheets one of the job interviews like how are you with spreadsheets and i was like well i've used them when i was 16 and somehow still got i hate spreadsheets yeah <laughs> Uh, Yofi, this is a look. This is because I'm hiding two giant warts. I feel like a an 18 year old again. I feel like a teenager. My, so much working too much. D- dirty, dirty London air is not do, playing well with my skin. <laughs> well, you need to wash your face properly and moisturize. I do. I, no, no, why would it, why would anybody moisturize? The drier it is, the less muck on there. No, that helps to bring out spots. You need to moisturize your face. Oh. Well, I'll try that. Anyway. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, the unpacking devs, lovely. Um, they also spoke about, or Ren spoke about, um, really nicely uh, about being bisexual. And um, the the game is not autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is obviously a lot of her life experience in that. And she's bisexual, and she saw the character as being bisexual in unpacking. Mm. Um but what was what I thought was really interesting actually was that in her life she had a relationship with a woman first and now is in a relationship with a man. But she thought that if she copied that um in the game, people would sort of you know offer birasia and be like, well, you know, the characters were college, it was just a phase, you know, she ended up with a man all along. Um, so she decided to flip that and have it as a man first, and then having a relationship with a woman to sort of avoid that bi-erasure, which I thought was a really nice, interesting interesting way of sort of representing bisexuality because it's so often mm. erased and ignored. It um, is erased because even then you think some people go, oh, she just discovered herself and realised that she's a lesbian. Because I bet there's some people yeah. that played that game and thought that and they're like, no, no, you can be bisexual. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, yeah. So please go 
go read that interview. It was it was really fun. Um, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, so I spoke to them, and then at the end, I spoke to Jane Perry, who won the Best Performer Award for Returnal, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she was lovely. Um, in all honesty, I did not anticipate her winning, so I hadn't actually planned any questions. Um, but in her speech, she had talked about Celine, the character in Returnal, as being a middle-aged woman and being um, a single mum. So I decided to ask her about that representation and why it's important. Um, you know, and she talked about how it was great to have like a badass woman who's middle-aged and that sort of tension between having a career and 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 being a mum, and, and and that's kind of central to the game. Um, so I had a really nice chat with her. I'm actually speaking to her again next week. So I will have mm. another interview with her all about Returnal and Hitman. Good evening, 47. Yes. Your her. target is a money does stuff. <laughs> who is attending her first time out of the country in 31 years. She'll be taking part in TwitchCon. You must assassinate her by any means possible. There you go. What's the best? What's the best way? <laughs> Um, What's head, the best way of assassinating money? Uh, get her, make her feel sick, and while she's throwing up in the toilet, stick her head under there so she chokes and dies on her own. Vomit. That is my favorite way of killing people in Hitman. By the way, I'm not just, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not just. I haven't. It doesn't sound. Like, I haven't just thought of that. <laughs> like, well, I've been. Thank you for asking me that because I've been wondering about. I've been trying to think of a way. <laughs> See, I I would probably. Um... <laughs> we're actually discussing this i would probably hijack uh, a computer because money is just drawn to doing stuff and always working too hard so mm-hmm. i would hijack it so she got electrocuted yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway yeah. so jane perry she was lovely well, where did that come um, from yeah so- <laughs> <laughs> um and then uh returnal one best game it did so i spoke to the team uh, about their thoughts on that and also their thoughts <laughs> on coming to PS Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said they were very hopeful that it would reach a new audience um, and they're very happy that Sony took a risk on the game, um, which was great. And a lovely little scoop that then got picked up in quite a few places. Yeah. So it's always nice. I mean... Wasn't when you were in the newsletter? With, I was in the Axios newsletter. <gasps> oh, that was the unpacking interview. Oh, God. oh that was that one. Um, oh. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's it, like with you know, games journalism, there's only so much news. Often you find it in another website and then you obviously you link back to them um, and, and, and share the story. And it's always nice when you get to break a story because um, you find it yourself and then other people start copying you. That's always nice. Yeah. I mean, you were, didn't you go saying like, well, probably won't get anything. I'll get much. And then you ended up with these two pretty big exclusives. Three. Three. Hmm. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't really know what to anticipate. I was like, oh, you know, it's the BAFTAs, but people will be busy. And, you know, I, I, I didn't really anticipate getting many stories, but I got three, which I was really happy with. Which was the Met third one again? People. So you get the Terry Pratt, the Rihanna Pratchett one. And, and then the Return Jane Perry and then Returnal. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also not on the night, but afterwards, earlier this week, I spoke to the Chicory Debs. Um, and had a really nice conversation with them all about um, mental health in Chicory, um, which is an amazing game. Please go play it. I absolutely adore it. Um, it is fantastic. You should it. all download it and play it. For more than 20 minutes like Ben. Oh, I, don't, I didn't make it 10, 20 minutes. Maybe one day I'll play it. 
See, I said you that. Really should. I said that. I said that earlier, and you just did like the rolling eye face. And I was like, I was genuinely being serious, but because you rolled your eyes, I'm not going to play it. Please go and play it. Please go and play it. Chicory is so good. It's 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 like a sort of Zelda game, but you have a magical paintbrush to solve puzzles. But it's so much more than that. It's it's a game about like what does it mean to be a hero? What does it mean to be an artist? Um, what does it mean to meet your heroes and uh, you know live up to expectations and and perfectionism? And it's uh, it's like when I met you. <laughs> Who was sure. meeting their hero? <laughs> um, Chicory. It's 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 a really really amazing game, and I and I spoke to the devs about sort of their depiction of mental health, and um, the artist was talking. Um, I didn't put too much in the interview, but she talked quite openly about um, her experience with OCD um, and learning about you know talking to people about about dealing with that um, and and talking to friends and how you talk to people and it helps. Um, with everyone talking about their problems uh, everyone's going through things and talking is a good thing to do and it helps and that's a really central theme in the game is you know when you're going through things to, to talk about your problems and not hide yourself away um, and express yourself through art um, which is what they do so it was really insightful conversation that really helped to kind of help you understand the game more um, mm. so I'm going to link to that as well because I can do it um, so yeah no one else will read Please go read that as well, because it was a really good interview and I'm really proud of that. Exactly, you should go and read it. And well. I also, at the BAFTAs, <gasps> got got to meet two very, very special women. I'm so women jealous, I'm so jealous. Who um, I spoke to uh, for an interview last year, and then you and I spoke to one of them on the podcast the other week, mm-hmm. which is the amazing Geeky Cassie and Ebonix, because they were presenting an award at the BAFTAs. How cool is that? That is a very, very, very... Oh. Two Twitch streamers presenting an award at the BAFTAs. So cool. Um, and they they came off stage and I was wearing my mask and I waved at Cassie and I don't think she quite recognised me. So I pulled my mask down and she was like, ah! And then we just screamed at each other a lot and had a picture. <laughs> was it true that people were... Cause, I mean, I think... Let me uh, let me just find the message that Cassie sent me. I'm going to totally read it out. Uh, where was it? She Yeah, because she mentioned... Yeah, she said, uh, oh, babe, I screamed so unprofessionally when I saw him. <laughs> I mean, we both did. Oh. <laughs> I was like, let's get a picture. Brilliant. Um, was everybody yeah. looking? Yeah, but they were, I mean, give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a good way. Yeah, oh. exactly. Um, yeah, so I got to meet them at last, which is amazing. And we're going to meet them again at the Gaming Awards. We are in a couple of weeks. It's like two weeks away, Jesus Christ. So soon. I know. Anyway, uh, but yeah, that was that was the BAFTAs. The BAFTAs. Yeah, the BAFTAs. Yeah. Uh, and then we did something else. We did. Why don't you tell us about this, Ben? Uh, we went to... Well, I'm enjoying your... You know, story time with Ed is always enjoyable. But um, when do we get the story of Ed cornering Henry Cavill? And if Henry Cavill had been I at the BAFTAs. wish. Oh, my God. If he'd been presenting an award, I would have been like... I need to speak to him immediately. Tell me about The Witcher. Tell me about Warhammer. Tell me about everything in your life. You'd still be talking to him now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Well, I'll let you, you know, drift off into those thoughts. And oh. uh, yeah, we went to WASD. WASD, which stands for What a Stupid Decision. It doesn't actually, because it was a great time. <laughs> it was a great decision to go. 
<laughs> no, it, it was uh, it was actually fantastic. Um, I went there expecting nothing. I thought there'd be just a bunch of games that have got so little interest. They're either out or so minuscule that I wouldn't have any interest in them. And because this is my first ever time going to a, a gaming con of sorts, and it was pretty quiet. Um, but it, yeah, it was set in uh, the cigarette docks or something or tobacco docks. That's tobacco it. docks. Tobacco docks. This sounds horrible. But yeah, we got there and it wasn't super busy, which I enjoyed. Uh, but there were quite a lot of games there. There were lots and lots that were indies. There weren't any. I mean, the biggest developer there were um, was Devolver, mm-hmm. um, and. I just really enjoyed it because, yeah, there were a lot of games that were already out and there were plenty of games that are coming out. But it was just great being able to kind of rock up to anything you want to play, play it a little bit, get an idea of it, see if you like it or not. And to be honest, whether they were out or not, it didn't really make any difference because well, sometimes it was even better if they were out because you play, play them and go, oh, this is great. Oh, wait, it came out two weeks ago. I want to play it. So mm-hmm. or I can play it now. Um, so, yeah, that's what I did with a, with a few. But, yeah, we went there. We had a little quick tour. I uh, tried to use my gimbal to take some videos and it broke. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how, but I well, I got a refund anyway and I got a new one, which uh, is fully charged, which I'll uh, try and uh, sort out this weekend. Um, but yeah, we went, and because it was you and I, and then we were joined by Cliffy's Gaming a little bit later. We were. We were. Uh, sorry, Ed, am I disturbing your conversation where Choco Bro has met Henry Cavill on a morning hike? <laughs> To be fair, I have also already met Henry Cavill. Well, I feel like I'm the only one that hasn't. I don't want to anyway. I want to meet someone like, you know, Sean Mendes. That'll do. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, so we went and the first game we played, well, did we play a game before we sat on the tractor? Um, we did. Or and it was, oh, it was, it was that game that's like Gang Beasts, but solving puzzles. And I could not even get out of the first room. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ed was playing a game that was, oh, I've got it on like a video, but it was shite. It was a game where, yeah, you had, I don't know, some kind of like side scrolling thing, but it was really, wait, was this the one that was, was, no, no, it was 3D and, and you like dropped into a room and then it was sort of, yes, human fall flat. uh, That was the one. That's the one. And then I took over and I couldn't do it. And then Cliff took over and he couldn't do it. So we just gave up. I could not even open a door. I was like, what is this? (laughs) Oh. But um, yeah, so we did that. And then we went and played a game where I think one of the higher ups was like watching you play and being all excited about it. But I could see that it was glitching as hell. It was so glitchy and it ran really badly. And I think it was already out, did they say? I think so. Yes. They're like, um, oh, yeah, it's out. And I'm like, Jesus, really? You really actually, released it in a state? <laughs> it actually could have been quite good. Um, what do you mean, Ed struggling to open a door? I can see that. With with dodgy controls, thank you very much, Miko. <laughs> How dare? Um, yeah, it was. It looked like quite a fun sort of Ori style Metroidvania game. I can't I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, it just kept like sort of stuttering every like three seconds. Yeah. It was it was a bit strange. Um, we played a bit of was it Golf Story? Uh, no, Golf. A curse to Golf. Golf curse Story to is golf. a bit different. Yeah, this is um, Curse to Golf. That was very fun. It's, it's like great. a side scrolling golf game. But sort of solving puzzles in a way. I, by um, the way, I, I saw the trailer a couple of weeks ago. They released a uh, release date trailer, twenty twenty two. Apparently, that counts as a release right. date. I think that's a release year, but sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there was a game again. I forgot. I forgot what all these were called. Um, there was a game that was like a sort of Souls piss take, and you're playing as like oh, a yeah. stick man, 
um, going through like dungeons, but it genuinely controlled really well and felt like a Souls game. Um, it was, I think that's out this year at some point. It was, it was really fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And then we played, um, well, I played a game called Get Packed. Which, which is, was terrible which is because fun, I did not win. <laughs> it's an amazing game. Uh, it's very similar. I, it, from the looks and look and stuff of everything, it feels a little similar to Overcooked. Um, where, but you it's have more to, like moving out. Oh, I've not played that one. Two moving okay. vans. You have to go and collect things from inside a building and put them into your moving van uh, or into your getaway van, and then you can at any point you can send it away uh, to get the stuff delivered. So it's like banked. Uh, but it takes like 15 seconds to come back. But to be honest, it took me about 15 seconds to pick up things. So it was like, oh, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I ended up... But yeah, and it's just like really kind of ragdoll physics and stuff because there'll be a security guard maybe whacking you around. It's really... Uh, it is really cute and a lot of fun. And I beat Cliff and then I beat Ed. And it was marvellous. And we played on these really dodgy Switch controls. It was great. I blame the dodgy switch controller. It was not a pro controller. It was some sort of weird small third party thing. And I completely blame that. But I've got giant hands and that was a tiny thing. And I somehow managed to work. I beat Cliff despite putting putting some of the items in his van uh, rather than mine. Uh, but yeah, then I just, I kept like stealing stuff from your van and you got really angry. It was great. It was amazing. So a future podcast game then? Yeah, yep. Get get packed. Couch chaos. It's called, and um, I think it's out already. Yeah, I believe it's out already. Um, so then we had to all wander around. Well, there was what we then played was Kiwi. Mm. Now this I really want to play on stream because this was really really fun. Yeah, it's kind of a I guess a puzzle game in a way, um, mm-hmm. playing as as two kiwi birds, and um, you have to. I guess, well, each level was different, right? Mm-hmm. So the first one was you and Cliff and it was sending telegrams. So it had um, like typewriter keys, but they were dotted around the level. So you had to spell out all the words and send off telegrams, um, but sort of playing cooperatively. Um, and then we played a level where you had to send packages. So you got a note that said where to send it to and you had to work out if it was heavy or fragile or urgent mm. and then stick the right label on top of the box, send it off to the right place with the right code um, and sort of cooperate in this little level. But these silly little kiwi birds that you can customize. Um, it was really fun. Yeah, it was really it was, fun. Yeah, and we, I think we, we did quite well. We came like 18th on the leaderboard. We could have done better, I think. Well, you know, next time. But for a first go, I thought it wasn't yeah. too bad. Yeah. And yeah. I think that will be a really fun uh, co-op stream game, I think. Mm. Yeah, I'd love to Yeah, play that. I mean, it's called Kiwi. How does it spell? K-E-Y? K-I-W-E. W-E. Key West? I no. <laughs> I think. Uh, K-E-Yes. And it's always oh, one word. And it came out in August last year. Oh, Very go. positive reviews, apparently. Uh, there's an early bird pack as well, whatever that is. But yeah, oh, it's good fun. Give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, then we played a delightful game. Well, no, actually, I played the... Um, oh, that's the Ghost of Tsushima type game? Trek to Yomi. Trek to Yomi. And I... Um, which is like a... It's a... I mean, it's weird because it looks very similar to like just a side-scrolling game. But then every now and again, it'll kind of turn and change and become well just like go off in a different angle so you'll go to yeah you'll go across the you'll be you know walking along the uh the, a path then all of a sudden like the 
there'll be a house and you'll go near the house and then it'll suddenly change completely change the uh the camera look and you'll end up going walking up to the house uh, it reminded st- me of like the old ps1 games like resident evil and final fantasy where yeah. it's the fixed backgrounds it kind of reminded me of that um mm. but all in black and white like it's it's yeah. trying to be the kurosawa mode from ghost of tsushima but that in itself was shit like i don't want mm. to play a game firstly just that's just black and white mm. and secondly Kurosawa is so much more than just black and white films. Like he did way more than that. It was pretty he did gory. Of, he did a lot of color films. Like yeah. it irritates me. It was pretty gory. It was pretty difficult. Um, but it's it seemed like a really good game to just pick up and play a bit. I actually really enjoyed it. And I, did not. I played it on easy and I was playing it, and then apparently Cliff was watching it afterwards. He was like, God, you did so much better than I did. Wow, you were you were kicking ass. I was like, Yeah, I got it on I played it on easy. <laughs> But um, I just I just found it really repetitive. It was just like yeah. parry hit, parry hit. It just felt again good. Again. I just felt it felt really good. It looked gorgeous as well. I loved the yeah the music and the effects and the sound effects and everything. It just it uh, it played really well. It's a game to like pick up and play for twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and then put down and for then a bit. Never play again. You're so negative, Edward. I'm a critic. Deal with it. Critics um, aren't just <laughs> critical. Well, critical doesn't just mean negative. That's true. Critical um, acclaim. But next to that, which was far better, was Cult of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. And this, I think, was probably the best game there, if I'm honest. Oh, I yeah, yeah. really enjoyed this. It's kind Shadow of. Shadow Warrior 3 was out, don't you know? <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> um, Cult of the Lambs. It was announced, I think, for PS5 recently, but it's coming out on multiple consoles. Um, it's kind of Hades meets Stardew Valley. Meets, um, um, what's it called? What's that game called that has like, it, it's very it's set in very similar style where you're trying to attack things in a certain area and then you move on to the next one. Oh God, what's it called? It was really popular on Steam. That um, could be anything. Ugh, yeah, we'll keep going and I'll think of it. Um, so it's, it's like a cartoon game um, and you're playing as a lamb um, who is the last surviving lamb. And you die at the start, but um, you're met by this demon who's like, if I will bring you back to life, if you create a cult in my name. Um, and so you basically go through these like Hades style. Binding, binding oh. of Isaac. Oh, okay. Remind me of that. Um, you go through these like um, sort of dungeony um, procedure generated dungeons. You collect boons like you would in Hades um, and eventually get to a boss. And then you get a new follower for your cult. And then you go back to your cult, to the base, which you then chop resources and, and use those to build things and slowly build up your, your camp into a cult, um, having collected resources through these dungeony levels. Um, it's very silly. It's all very cartoony, um, very gory, bloody, but in like a very silly way. Um, just very irreverent uh, and yeah. very, very fun. It played really nicely. It, it felt really polished even though the demo was like 10 minutes, um, mm. it felt really, really solid gameplay wise. So I honestly, I think that was my favorite game and that's the one I would recommend for people to look out for. Yeah, look out for it. I do really want to play. I would do really want to play it and just see how much depth there is to it. Because if there's a lot of depth to it, and especially if you're building and doing like the Stardew area on the, like on your home base, it'd be really interesting to see just how customizable that is and how big it can grow and you know, as you go through and make it bigger and bigger, does it unlock new characters, new stories? You know, is it, is, does it, 
is it great at the beginning and then it kind of just fades off and the you know the wonder what they're going to do with it or do they that's, kind of stick with it that's the worry with it i think mm. is how much depth is there to that to that town building but mm. i think it's got a lot of potential if they can get yeah. that integration of the two sides i think there's a lot of potential there that's what with like yeah with stardew one of the big appeal is that you play it for however many years in the game uh, i think it's, is it three years to finish it and but you can so. continue yeah but like it keeps going and you're building things and it's you know it pays off as you're getting closer and building relationships and there's new things popping up all the time which would be uh yeah hopefully that game will have it i mean i don't know whether it will or not but that's what i'm hoping for and then we had a little wonder to i think we went to the bar um and then Obviously. we yeah <laughs> then we walked well, you, past you played a short bit of two-point campus but yeah the thing with these kind of conventions is that sitting down and playing like two-point campus is like a strategy game it's not really the right environment for that mm. i don't think that's true yeah um, I, I mean i played it for like 15 minutes 20 minutes and it played just like uh, it was about five was it five it <laughs> yes. felt longer <laughs> i played uh yeah so i played no i played the intro twice because i broke it the first one uh but the two-point campus it, it plays just like two-point hospital but like not in a bad way it seems to like it's taken the the best parts of two-point hospital and turned into a campus and it just made it really interesting and i mean i'm I like Tumor Hospital, you know, I like it. It's based on Theme Hospital. There's a lot of similarities to that, which we will bring up Theme Hospital very, very soon because we're going to, I'm guessing we're going to talk about a little trip to the Science Museum. Did we talk about that already? I wasn't going to, but sure, we oh, can we talk about that. Yeah, about how we broke that really expensive uh, console. You um, did. Yeah, you did. And then, um, but yeah, we, oh no, I, I think we mentioned it actually last time with money. But yeah, the... I enjoyed it. I played it, and it's just interesting to see how the people or the characters that you look after, the students, how they're kind of with you, and then you know you can develop their personalities. You're building dormitories. I don't know. It, there's a lot more. I, to me, this sounds a lot more fun than Two Point Hospital. And Two Point Hospital was great, um, but like they still got kind of the silly advert jingles and the weird little sarcastic comments and all this kind of stuff. It's very, very much the same, but with a bit of a different gameplay element to it yeah there are lots of um lots of like 80s references and pop culture references in it um because because i played it for longer because mm. i previewed it um but yeah and you can oh, see sorry. no 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 I so your ed's opinion matters more no that's not what i'm saying <laughs> i'm just saying i can give you a little bit more depth oh, I um that's what you told me oh wow um <laughs> So yeah, it's got relationships between the students. Um, so you put out like um, essentially kind of romance items or friendship items. So like a love bench, or there's one called a love trumpet that is like this giant trumpet that blows bubbles. And apparently that makes- Who's bubbles? Uh, well- is that Michael Jackson's monkey? Fuck's sake. Yes, they blow Michael Jackson's monkey. <laughs> She's not even. Um, <laughs> um, and anyway, yeah, they have like relationships and things. And what's nice is that it is completely inclusive. So, um, I mean, I spoke to the developers and they did describe um, the characters as being quite androgynous anyway. Um, but yeah, anyone can have a relationship with anyone and they all have their own little personalities and they just join friendships and um can the students over the th over the three years is there a student teacher thing does it break all ethics now i'm not sure about that but i would like to try it wow is that like fantasy 
No, I just want to see it happen in the game. Yeah, when I was at high school, not yeah, non non retractive. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was fun. So we played a bit of that. Then we went to the bar, that well-known game called the bar. Yeah, where well, we I think we did we did really well at that. We did. We chatted shit. Uh, Ed avoided uh, Team Seventeen when he's banned. I'm not banned. <laughs> they just all dislike you. No, they do not. It's nothing to do with me. How dare? <laughs> um, but no, then we went to. So, oh, we went to like the indie stage or the indie area. And what was the what was that game that was next to those? So there were these shoot, the shooting game. N- well, no, there was that one. But there was one game. There were these like three kids games that all the kids were playing. And then what was the fourth game? The Martha is Dead game? Oh, Martha is Dead, yeah. Yeah. Which is a horrific horror horror game where you literally peel someone's face off and loads of awful things. And Um, it was banned in certain... It's been censored on PlayStation. It was censored on PlayStation, yeah. Yeah, well, that was next to these three kids games that loads of kids were playing, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But then, yeah, then we played a really cool, super cheap um, shoot-em-up kind of runner... Well, sorry, first-person shooter runner game. Mm-hmm. which was interesting, which was by um, Super Air Games. Yep. See, I know. Lovely Ryan showed us that. And uh, what did you think to that game? It was fun. Cliff was very good at it, though. But Cliff is good at shooting games because yeah. he's mask. <laughs> <laughs> but then we played a much better game or an even better game. Oh, my God. It was so good. Because you've been playing it on stream. I have. Power Bottom Simulator um we've been playing that and what you do is you go around and you um power bomb no you power wash um yes yeah, so this is power wash simulator i have been playing on stream it's exactly what it says on the tin you start off you've got a very you found a very dirty van and you have a little power wash machine and you clean that van and lo and behold that van is a power washing business van so then you start your own power business, power wash business and you go around and you, you know, clean various things. And I do really like that once, so you have like these big areas or these big tasks to clean. Like I did a kid's playground that took me like three hours to clean. And there was someone's back garden that took a good two hours to clean. But like when you do that, you unlock the next big one or the, you know, two next big projects. But you also like unlock a, a golf cart or a motorbike, which has a bit of extra story to it. I'm playing the campaign. Uh, I'm enjoying it. The There's a weird story going on. And I've been told by the social media manager or the community manager that um, th- it goes places. So I'm really intrigued to see where it goes. Uh, they seem to be hinting that the full release isn't too far away at all. So I'm looking forward to, and that's like when the campaign will wrap up. But yeah, no, we play that. I was chatting with, uh, I was chatting with uh, Josh. Yeah, the senior community manager. And your new best friend. Oh, he's great. He was, I, we had a good old, uh, well, we were having a good old chat while you sat and played it gl- with your yeah. head glued to the screen for about 30 it's minutes. Like, and afterwards, <laughs> yeah, literally afterwards, I was like, Ed, Ed it's 8 a.m. Uh, you've been here all night. <laughs> I, I think you would have been there for hours and hours, I think, wouldn't you? It's just, I mean, you've played it yourself now, but it's just so satisfying, like seeing this dirty van and then you just slowly clean it and it's just it's so they've just made it so well that it feels realistic you can see like the lines of clean and dirt as Mm. you go through so it just feels so good yeah but doing like one individual level was was fun 
but then hearing you guys chat about it and hearing oh hang on there's a story behind it oh yeah which i just think is makes it really interesting like and, i i mm. really want to play that more and it's entirely in uh, co-op as well i believe the i think it's the campaign is two-person co-op but i think once you do i was told that once you finish that you can do a co-op um like a freestyle co-op and it's up to six players so um six six we could have like a split the screen six them where everybody comes and helps spray and everyone comes and helps spray yeah usually the way around but yeah but it's um it's really 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 satisfying i loved it and it's it's enjoyable like things will pop up little messages will pop up like i've noticed it's when you've every 20% or so well the house I was cleaning like every 20% something would pop up a little message because it tells you as well the percentage of you know how far through cleaning the uh, whatever you're cleaning is um, that it popped up and it's like yeah you're 20% done and then like a little message pops up saying like oh I've just had my bike stolen but I found it and it's all really dirty and yeah then that drops uh, once you complete that level you have to clean a bike or you can kind of choose where you go but I'm, uh, I'm you know what really 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 enjoying that game and yes. it's just so peaceful because afterwards i played i kind of reluctantly because i promised i said i would but I, I actually did enjoy playing it but i then switched over to some kingdom hearts and that was fun but anyway that was well that was the end of it because we then because i then took a picture of then everybody. we went back to the bar <laughs> yeah then we went back to the bar yeah because i took a picture and of went out if you go to the power wash sim uh, twitter account there's a picture of them all like lying flat on the you know <laughs> literally all lying down because they're absolutely knackered Taken by yours truly. I am now a professional photographer. It's probably the best picture you've ever taken. How dare you? Because it wasn't of me. Wow. Harsh. Mm. Okay. So, and he went to agree. We then went to a bar, yeah? Where I had one of these, but a much smaller one. I'm currently drinking Desperados, which is um, beer with tequila. So, I'm guessing I'm bottoming tonight. I don't know who with. Probably this bottle. Look at it. <laughs> Don't do a kinger. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I wonder how many people get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not many. <laughs> no. Yeah, I bet Cap does. He's, he's of, of an age and cheesy. Not the king. Even Mo- how does money know about kinger? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Um, so then, yeah. Well, that's what we've been doing yeah. <laughs> what for the games? past week. Yeah, what, 40... what games have we been playing? Well, I pretty much told you, Power Simulator, and I played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts on PS5. And you know what? It runs really well, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, but not like, you know, oh my god, it's a stunning, you know, beautiful game that, you know, is testing all the graphics. I mean, this is Kingdom Hearts 1 that came out, what, 20 years ago? But it just it just plays really well. It's really kind of cartoony graphics, which just holds up with the, with the uh, remaster. Because the remaster obviously just kind of you know, tides it up, polishes it up a bit and puts it at 60 FPS. And a kind of goofy, huh, get it? Goofy, uh, cartoony, platforming action game that you can just whop on easy and blast through. Has a weird story. I mean, I haven't got to the weirdness really yet. Um, it's just kind of fun. And en- for a while. Yeah, fun and enjoyable to play. And I'm actually really enjoying it. I don't know how much of it I'll do on stream. Might stream it. Who knows? But I'm actually enjoying it. See, I played the first Kingdom Hearts, like, well, not when it came out, but it was on PS2, so when I was a teen, but it wasn't immediately when it came out. Um, And I enjoyed it, but I never actually finished it. I got to, I think it's the penultimate boss, which is, um, well, I won't say, because you haven't got there. No, I Um, I definitely want to play it. 
um, but I never actually finished it. And then a few years, well, a lot of years later, so a few years ago, um, I then played Kingdom Hearts 2 and again got to a boss, got stuck and was like, I can't be bothered. Is easy mode on all of them or did did they not have easy on back in the day or something? Probably. Oh, you just got stuck. Um, Or were you one of those people that refuses to go onto easy mode? Yeah, I will stick to the difficulty that I choose. Um, <laughs> see, see, same here, but I choose easy. <laughs> there you go. Um, like, uh, the thing that I like, it's interesting. I mean, we'll get to news later, but it's it's interesting that what I really like about the Kingdom Hearts games that I think the first game does really well is just running bumbling through some disney worlds and it's really interesting to see well how are they going to interpret this disney world and how are they going to change sora to match it in the different costumes and i think the first game does that really well the second game does that quite well but the second game i found just brought in so much more of the weirdness from the story and i think that comes in a lot of the other games and from what i understand the third game is more weirdness than disney um and that kind of puts me off because it's the disney bits that i really like more than anything i played a bit of the third game i actually really enjoyed it i did the toy story level um which was but like that on repeat for about an hour and a half um (laughs) and then i did another bit i can't remember what the other levels were there was i think it was hercules i vaguely remember but yeah the third one was really enjoyable but i had no idea i just played it for four five six hours um, I had no idea what like the weirdness stuff was going on, but like just going to each world and kind of having or well, dealing with whatever problem they had. I had no idea what the problem was related to when, when it, in regards to the weird, you know, the backstory, but like just the the story of its own. Oh, these people are in trouble there. This thing's happening to them and you've got to help them. That was a lot of fun. And it was cool to just like follow along with that and just ignore the weird stuff. I but you know, that's probably the way to do it. Well, I don't know. I'm going to enjoy it. I want to play it because I really want to play Kingdom Hearts 4 because it looks gorgeous. But we'll come to that, I imagine. Is that one of the stories you've got? Yeah, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> Somebody didn't update the document today, so I can't see what stories we have. I mean, what else would what else would there be this week? But we'll get there. Ooh. Anything else you've been playing this week? Um, No, I mean, I told you before, Ghostwire, I kind of just... Ugh, just deleted it. You know, fuck that well, shit. That, that I finished. Oh, and why would you finish a game that you wouldn't, you weren't enjoying playing? Because I started it. <laughs> you... Therefore, I must finish it. <laughs> See, if I start something and you I don't enjoy it, it I just shit. stop. Yeah, I just, I, it's, I don't know. I've had that since, since I was a kid. Like with a book, I'd start a book and be like, I don't really like it, but I've started it, so I want to know what happens. See, so I'm I the opposite. I will literally play a game, enjoy it, and stop it. Like Kingdom, uh, Elden Ring. I haven't played that in ages, and I was enjoying it. <laughs> I just put it down one day and was like, you know what? I will Life go back is to it one too day. fucking short, money. It is too fucking short. But for some reason, I just have to complete things. It really irritates me if I haven't. You are um, completionist, perfectionist. Mm. So I mean, Ghostwire was fine. It's fine. It's like a six out of ten. It's like rice um, pudding for, for a dessert. It's just fine. I love rice pudding. Mm. From a tin. Ambrose, you know, like with no oh, extra no. seasoning, just on its own. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like proper rice pudding. Although I do like it cold rather than hot. What's um, wrong with you? Anyway. What's it's wrong with like, you? Who'd have cold rice? from sushi 
anyway, oh, I can't with you. Um, Ghostwire was all right. It's 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 a really interesting setting that they basically fuck up with boring gameplay and a really tedious open world. Yeah. Um, it's just really repetitive. Mm-hmm. They have a couple of ideas that they just keep repeating constantly. Um, the combat doesn't really develop. You only get those three powers. They don't change in any way. Um, you don't get any more mobility. So it kind of feels a bit like a first-person shooter, but then you can't really move or jump around that much. So you get a bit stuck on the scenery and it just feels a bit slow and a bit clunky. And, you know, it's such an interesting setting of like, Tokyo's deserted, everyone's disappeared, and it's really eerie and haunting, and all these, you know, Japanese yokai and 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 you know, Japanese folktale spirits everywhere. And mm-hmm. if that was a really linear, sort of tight, intense game, it would be great. Um, but they've just put it in an open world where you can just run past enemies and just it's just boring. You know what so, game you need to play, Edward? What? Tokyo Jungle. What is that? Wait, you don't know Tokyo Jungle? No. I had to. I was like, when's that coming out? Oh yeah, it came out uh, nearly ten years ago. <laughs> I remember reading about it. It's a survival action game. It takes place in a deserted, futuristic Tokyo, in which the city has transformed into a vicious wildlife wasteland. No, thank you. Uh, it's amazing. It's also there's a mobile version. Um. Yeah, there you go. You should play it. It's a story and survival. Uh, reception received average reviews. And it's on Metacritic at 77 on Vita or 74 on PS3. Maybe we'll be able to play it in the new stuff. No, thank you. Well, I will. It's not for me. Okay, it's got animals in Tokyo. It's like two of your favorite things. Yeah. There's a red, <laughs> there's a red panda on the front cover. Well, give me a red panda to or it might be a squirrel. It's probably a squirrel. <laughs> it might be a squirrel. <laughs> wow. They look the same. Um, what I've also played this week, because I finished Ghostwire, and I've now started Stranger <laughs> of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins, which I have spent most of today playing so far. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit shit. <gasps> no. But I, quite, but I quite like it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like I shouldn't. Like Stop the... settling for average, Ed. Well, okay, what's fun about it? I'm just going to skim over that comment. <laughs> what I do like about it, wasn't, it... There wasn't any other alternative uh, you know, meaning. What I do like is the combat system in it. It's basically Final Fantasy. It's sort of meant to be Final Fantasy meets Souls. I don't think it really is that Soulsy, apart from the... Like, I don't know, you've got like limited potions and it's a little bit tricky and there are checkpoints um, a bit Mm. like bonfires. That's kind of about it, really. Um, But it's got the job system from, I guess, many of the games, but mainly 14. Um, And what I really like is that you can basically switch between all the jobs and level them all up separately. And they all play slightly differently. So it gives you lots of different ways of experimenting with the combat. Um, and I really enjoy that because it means that if I want to play as a mage, I can do that. Or if I want to be a warrior or a knight, I can do that as well. And you can switch between two of them on the fly. Um, and the more that you use them, it then unlocks more jobs along that branch. So if you start with a mage, you can then unlock the white and black and red mage, um, which have similar sort of gameplay, but different spells. 
and you can switch between them all and just it feels really fun um playing as all these different jobs um and it keeps the combat fresh um which is which is nice it's it's quicker than the souls games are it's less slow and strategic you don't have a stamina meter so but you still have to be a little bit careful about your moves at least um it's quite tricky some of the bosses are irritating as fuck um it's the kind of game that's tricky because they throw in like unblockable moves or like instant death attacks out of nowhere that are really hard to dodge and it's like it just becomes a bit of a luck thing as opposed to a skill thing which is annoying um so there have been times where i've died where i'm like i really shouldn't have and then i've gone in again and completely nailed it every time it's like okay um what i also really like is that it's kind of a celebration of the final fantasy series so each of the levels you do is kind of like a dungeon and it feels a bit like a sort of 14 raid um which is nice and they're they're all themed around the different Final Fantasy games. So the first couple are Final Fantasy One, and then it throws in a fourteen, it throws in a seven, it throws in a thirteen. Um, so it's like a nice little tour through the series, and it's got music like music remixes to go with that, and the music slaps. It's amazing. Um, it's really really well done. The problem is that it feels like a really badly made game. Mm. It's really unpolished. The visuals are terrible. Um, like the textures are bad, but also the lighting is really bad. So it's really dark because it's trying to be dark and edgy like a 14 year old. Um, and then it has these like flashing effects that are suddenly really bright. So the contrast of it just makes it really hard to see anything, um, which isn't good. Um, and it just, the menu systems are bad. It doesn't explain itself very well. The story is absolute nonsensical trash. It's badly edited. Um, You're really selling it. <laughs> Why don't you play a good game? You got thir- eight, thirteen Sentinels. Because... Aegis Rim is out on Switch. But I'm I'm intrigued by this to like play it more and to see where it goes. And as a Final Fantasy fan, I feel like I owe it to myself to give it a go. Well, so I'm going to stick with it. See, now I can understand why we were speaking earlier and you were saying that you're not a fan of a day off. Gone blurry. You're not a fan of a day off, are you? Because you don't know what to do. So you've wasted your entire day off playing a shit game. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, yeah, I would I would feel a bit blah with that. Well, I hope you manage to play a good game at some point. Well, I need to get back to Elden Ring. So yeah. I'm I'm really, really keen to get back into it. I haven't played it in a couple of weeks. I feel I've like Elden Ring... writing about it. Yeah. I feel <laughs> I've like written El... 43 news stories about Elden Ring. Are you going to get to 50? Maybe. I'm sure there'll be another speed run at some point. There's seven seven minutes now. Have you seen it? Yep. Mm, I actually watched that one. Uh that was glitched though. <laughs> um but yeah, I've been um yeah, I I, th- I think you need to I think it's good to have that game, but also you should have like a, a nice story based game on the go at the same time. I've got multiple games on the go. Mm. I'm still playing Arceus as well. Oh gosh. Well haven't finished that. We're off up north this weekend, so you can take that on the train and play it deal and i'll play some xenoblade all right well should we go on to the news 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 because straight after this podcast we're going to be playing some lego star wars the skywalker saga which one are we going to start with i mean i kind of want to play four five six because i think they'll be the best ones but i also want to start from the beginning because it will be weird to start halfway through. Yeah, and it's not like they're going they're gonna get better as you play them. 
Whereas I think episode one's pretty awesome starting from the very I think we should play watch episode uh, play episode one. Really? Yeah. I think I think we should let chat vote. Yeah, I think that should be. On on what which episode they want to see. One, two, three, four, five, six, and that's all you need, says Cap. <laughs> I do kind of want to see them take the piss out of Kylo Ren though. Oh, you know, I, I mean, are the, are the final is the final three is the final three not very good or something? Well, the films weren't very good. Well, I enjoyed them. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm easily pleased. Seven though. was good. I didn't like eight or nine. Um, the other thing is that my boss reviewed it um, for Eurogamer, and he hit a glitch in I think episode three, um, where he basically couldn't complete a mission and therefore couldn't continue with it. So. Mm. Um, that sort of put me off playing through the first three in case we get the same glitch. Final three are boring, but they do. I feel like people just love to go over the top with like they were good movies, but um, it's pe- like they'll come out and they'll be like, "Oh, they were good," and then they were quite good, and then like two years later, "Oh, they were the shittiest things ever." I can't believe they even released them. Oh my god, it was like a child made them, and it's like, well, it's not really though, is it? See, I loved Seven for the reason that I think a lot of people don't like it, which is that it's really similar to A New Hope and it's kind of just a rerun of the story. But I really liked that. I really liked the parallels. I liked that it took sort of what you know, but put a little twist on it. And it was like a reset for the series for like a new generation. And I really appreciated that. And then Eight and Nine just, I absolutely hated. Did you hate them though or did you just not like them as... Well, Much. I got really hyped up and went to like day one screening and was really excited to watch them and then was really disappointed when I didn't like them. I wouldn't be like super fanboy of like they're atrocious. I've since watched eight again and I actually liked it more than I did the first time, but I still think it's terrible. That whole casino bit is just appalling. Um, and nine, I, I do not wish to watch ever again. They were great. They were good kind of, I mean, you, you get what you pay for. Gesundheit. That's what I think about. Wow. Allergic to them. Well, we'll play episode yeah. one with old CD3PO. Well, speaking of convoluted series, oh. Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced as we're doing. Oh, yeah. As we're doing the headlines. Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced on uh, on Sunday with a whole new trailer, mm-hmm. um, which I guess you're excited about. I will be once I've got through the first three, I'm sure. Um, and all the spin-offs. But it just looks gorgeous. And also it's set in like a modern day version of Tokyo that's not Tokyo. And I, I don't know, it looked really cool, but I would also absolutely love it if that is just like one level. I'd hate it if the well, whole game was there. There's been a lot of speculation about what it what it all means. I think people think that this is just going to be one of the levels. Good. Because that's why he is very realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it also seems like there's a lot of Final Fantasy 15 references from when that was like a versus 14 or whatever it was called. Um, Cause it's the same director. Um, mm-hmm. Also people have spotted what they think is an ATST foot in the corner of like a foresty section. So people think that one of the levels is going to be Star Wars based, which Can obviously Disney now owns, which I think is about time and would be very cool and would probably make me play that game. What about things introducing like Marvel people in? Well, I think Big Hero 6 is in 3, mm, I think. Yeah. So Marvel technically is already in there. So there could be Marvel in there. 
um, they can throw Star Wars in there and so many other Simpsons. Disney... Is Simpsons in there? Do they run? Isn't isn't that still Fox? It's not okay. Maybe or something else. I thought I like think, I don't think Simpsons is Disney. Uh, I might be wrong. No, might be. I don't know. Uh, like who's it? Who who owns it now? Twentieth Century. I don't know. Twentieth Century Animation. The original network was Fox. Uh, but it's a subsidiary of yeah, because it's formerly Fox Television. It says I don't know. But yeah, no owner Disney General Entertainment. Oh, a Simpsons level would be pretty awesome. That would be cool. That would be cool. Like yeah. a bright yellow Sora. <laughs> yes. Oh. Because that's always fun is seeing how they change Sora's look each time. Mm. Yes, yeah, as well. Because people are like, oh, I don't like it. I hate how Sora looks. It's going to be awful if this is the way they go. Go back to how it was on PS1. And it's like, Sora literally, like, uh, it's, it's obviously set by somebody that doesn't really play Kingdom Hearts. Because, yeah, Sora changes every like world they're in. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's a long way off. It was a little teaser. Um, it's going to be a long way off. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so, yeah. twenty twenty. Five is my guess. There you go. Um, my next one you've already spoiled, which was Elden Ring. Um, has been completed in less than seven minutes now. I know, I told you. It's very glitchy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he basically didn't even defeat any bosses. He just glitched to the end. I think he didn't defeat the last one, but then he must have glitched too because you can't really beat that final boss on level nine, I'm sure. Yeah. So I've, I've avoided watching too much because I don't want to see too many spoilers it literally goes into the opening area we know the bit way before you defeat that troll that always kills you mm. uh, and then he like drops down to a ledge and then just does something and then fires through the map yeah yeah wild absolutely yeah. wild but yeah i mean i think this was distortion 2 and he said that i think this is going to be his last speed run so because he's been basically hitting the the record himself every time beating himself and i think that's now ended so someone else might take over but uh we shall see mm. um who are you gonna write an... about who knows maybe something else um there was a new trailer for fire emblem warriors three hopes which is the warriors fire emblem spin-off game um mm. and we now know the protagonist oh. uh which is called shez Ashes. Ashes. Uh, it can be male or female. Um, it looks like um, there are three different paths based on the three houses mm-hmm. from three houses, uh, which is going to be fun. And this is a slight spoiler, although it's at the end of the trailer. Um, basically, Shez is out to defeat the Ashen Demon, and the Ashen Demon is Byleth from <gasps> Three Houses. Wait a minute. That's the person you play. Exactly. So I'm very intrigued to see how this actually is going to feed into Three Houses. If Is it a spin-off? Is it a continuation of the story? I don't quite know. So um, mm. yeah, I'm intrigued by that game. Because I think Age of Calamity did a good job for Breath of the Wild. Um, was an interesting spin on the story. So I'm interested to see how this will be the same. Mm. I'm intrigued. Yeah, very much. Um, next up, Moni's favorite game. Bug snacks, bug snacks, hero. It's coming to Xbox, Switch, and Steam. Um, so so far it's only been PlayStation. If you are yet to play it, please go play it because it's super fun. 
Um, and best of all, on Xbox and PC, it's coming to Game Pass. Ooh, uh. um, and isn't it the Isle of Big Snacks? There is no. the DLC, uh, which is coming out soon as well. So yeah, the Isle of Big Snacks, it's like an extra four to five hours of gameplay um, with giant snacks. Extra 45 hours, that's a lot. Four to five hours. Oh, how disappointed. Can you imagine that? Yeah, we've had an extra 45 hours to our four-hour <laughs> game. <laughs> um, a quick bit of news from Bandai Namco. Oh, there. Um, Is it their beautiful new logo? No. Have you not seen their new logo? Oh, Google, Google Bandai is—it's just the most corporate logo now ever. Bandai, Google it. So it's not the orange one anymore. No, look, yeah, if you go onto their Wikipedia, it's updated now. It's just um, oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. literally a red square with some letters. You can tell that somebody was paid like twenty-five thousand pounds more. Just to design that. Yeah. I mean, Terrible. it stands out, but yeah. Anyway, some job listings were spotted on their Japanese website. Oh. Uh, and there were details in that um, about a partnership with Nintendo. Oh. And it specifies working on a 3D action game um, with basically remastering stuff. Oh. So basically, it looks like Nint- uh, Nintendo and Namco are partnering on some sort of remaster of an action game. Um, what that is, is up for speculation. Right, let's um, see what games. Bandai Namco originally, they actually made, didn't originally, they made Star Fox Assault for the oh. GameCube. So people are wondering if maybe it's it's a Star Fox game. Point blank. Um, Sailor Moon. Well, it's not, it could just be a Nintendo game mm. that they haven't previously been involved in. Um, mm. So it could be any Nintendo thing. A lot of people were talking about Kid Icarus as well. Okay. So basically they're working on something together. We don't know what it is. Yeah, they had Tales of Arise, Katamari Damacy, not really uh, any of these. Dark Souls remastered. Yes, they remastered Dark Souls. It is. Wonderer. Dark Souls 2 remaster? I think the likelihood of or what people are saying is that this will be a Nintendo property. So it will be one of Nintendo's games that Bandai mm. are remastering. As opposed to one of their own games that they're remastering for the Switch. Okay, yeah. Okay, I have no idea then. Nintendo, what Nintendo games need a remaster? Star Fox and F Zero. Yeah. But it's a 3D action game, whatever that might mean. Uh, hmm. Um, And then there was um, another new game that was announced this week (laughs) called Myth Force. Could you sing it? Mythos, Mythos, um, <laughs> which is basically developed by a studio called Beamdog, which was set up um, by Bioware staff. What was the name of it again? Mythos. Um, essentially, it is a first-person um, roguelike game, um, but it's co-op uh, multiplayer. Um, so it's four different heroes, and you um, basically cooperate to. Defeat evil in dungeons. Um, however, it's all styled like an 80s um, cartoon, like Saturday morning cartoons, like He-Man, Dungeons and Dragons, Thundercats, all of those. Um, so it's got this really cool 
cell shaded cartoon look. Um, and as part of the trailer, there's like an intro song, which is amazing. It's absolute. It's just an absolute banger. Do you want to sing amazing. it all? I'm not going to sing it all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but go watch the trailer because it looks super cool. I'm really excited about it. Mm. Um, and and then it? lastly, oh, oh. one more, one more, which was overnight, which is that the um, the PS5 and Xbox Series XS version of The Witcher 3 has been delayed yeah. until further notice. Oh. Now, it looks like CD Projekt had outsourced this to a different company, which I don't think they had actually mentioned before. Mm. Um but it seems like they're not happy with how it's going. So they've moved development in-house, which means it's going to be a lot longer until that comes out. Yeah, I mean, the last time we had something move in-house was uh, Metroid Prime 4, and no one's heard of it since. Well, that moved to retro, but they're kind of Nintendo, so mm. ish. But yeah, so it's going to be a while. And, and I mean, how badly it's gone or what they expect from that, I don't know. Um. But yeah, it's uh, it's a bit sad because I think people were looking forward to that. It was meant to be coming out this year, and who knows when that's coming out now? Just like we times. can't let another shit game go out. Well, exactly. If that's full of bugs, like like Cyberpunk was. Mm. Cyberpunk's uh, DLC, by the way, has been announced for twenty twenty three. The expansion oh. for they've announced like a, a roadmap, and yeah, so the game came out in twenty 2020 twenty, and twenty twenty three is when the expansion's coming out. What a mess of a game that is. Great. Oh, just, oh, yeah, disappointing. Played at some point. Anyway. That was the headlines. All right. Well, I think we're going to, so we're going to have a short stream today because we are going to be playing some uh, Lego Star Wars for a couple of hours um, and give that a good go. So, Edward Nightingale, where do we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights with an N on Twitter and Twitch. And you can see my writing on Eurogamer. All right. You can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash biggestbenus or twitter.com slash biggestbenus1. Also, you were playing Kirby as well. How was that? Very fun. Um, I'll talk about that next time once I've probably finished it. But it's very, very fun. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Do you want to do your little thing? Thanks all for being here. We'll see you next week. Be there or Or be be split. split.